0: This is the Women With Vision Podcast, where we get real with some of the leading entrepreneurial superwomen about what it takes to build a business online and beyond with kids, husbands, and everything else. Hey
1: there, superwomen. I am so very excited today to have my next guest. Janan Sarwar, who is an amazing woman. I was just talking to her a few minutes ago, and just amazed how many things that we have in common. You know, she is a pharmacist, and she is the owner of a global publishing company called Global Bookshelves International. And I think that's so cool, focusing really on diversity, equity, and inclusion. And you know, I'm all about that. And uh, going through con- getting content from voices around the world. And uh, she also is the chief content officer of a coaching company, the Happy Farm D, uh, which is so fun. So I'm excited.
0: Janan, how are you? I'm doing so well. Thank you so much. How are you?
1: I'm great. You know, it's, it's I always feel like I'm this, this, this weird person who has, you know, these things, you know, and it's really funny. Every once in a while, I meet someone who has this combination of things in almost a similar way, but a different way. Uh, So what inspired you, first of all, to go into book publishing, because you do, you know, you started with, it says right here, you started with children's books, um, but then you started to do some health content and cookbooks, or that's what you're looking to do. So how did this all start?
0: Yes, that's an excellent question, and I do have a very unique career path that honestly has blended both the arts and the sciences so creative and some things that you think oh a pharmacist is very diligent and and has these particular things they do but how this actually came about is the career that i spent with pharmacy for over seven years was believe it or not in book publishing but it was textbook publishing for pharmacists technicians and Students in pharmacy school. So I worked for an association, a nonprofit association, that developed textbooks. And that's unbelievable. If I would have known that,
1: <laughs> that's great. So how did you? How did that happen? Like you're you're going through pharmacy school, you're getting your PharmD, D, right? That's right. And which is not not easy to do. I mean, a PharmD D is basically a Pharm, you know, a doctorate on top of it and so you finish that and then you decide to go this route how did you get how did that happen
0: i would say my career and my journey has been a tribute to mentors sponsors and coaches yes i believe really strongly in having all of those and sometimes you find them or they find you right it's it's just kind of what happens and so i was in many times in the right place at the right time you know, when you and I were talking just before this, you were actually stating that you thought of pursuing pharmacy, but, you know, and m- maybe do you mind telling me what it was about the profession that you realized this is not what you wanted to do?
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny because I worked in an army hospital. I've worked in that. So inpatient, outpatient, I worked in retail. I worked uh, all these different ways. I started out in retail in eighth grade. It was a pharmacy technician, you know, or you know, just salesperson. And I thought, oh, this is a good career path. Very good business. So I wanted to go to it because it was respectable. My mom wanted me to be a doctor, but it was respectable, right? Pharmacist. Yes. Um, made good money. So that was solid. But it just seemed boring. So I think that's what the problem was. And I'm working behind a counter, and I, you know, you see how I'm talking to people now. This is who I am. I want to work with people and I want to get out and about. I want to travel. And I just didn't see that as part of the lifestyle of a pharmacist. So I just had, it was lifestyle, I think, was end up being the reason.
0: I absolutely understand and agree. Uh, and I'm fortunate that in my pharmacy experience, I try to find different ways to utilize my skills yeah. of being creative and being a talker i love talking and connecting and communicating with people so although the same reason that you chose pharmacy initially maybe it was due to it being respectable solid and professional career path i was th- taking the route for similar reasons but almost to kind of fund my creative side, which was I owned a photography business when I was an wow. undergrad, and during pharmacy school. So this entrepreneurship has been in my, in my uh, background, in my heart. In be, even going way back to, to middle school and my childhood, I had a camera, I would record things and create things I love to create. So kind of, and as you know, this is about part of me is being Asian and the Asian expectations. I know you've interviewed many women. Yes, Um, There is that side of, hey, you can pursue, be creative and do all these things, but it's also important to be professional. So yes, it's so very true.
1: And and a lot of times, you know, like you said, a lot of us have to make these decisions based on our parents and what they want for us. Um, but you know, I ended up going into corporate America and I just did that while I worked on what I really wanted to do was all my business and I did that on the side. So sometimes you make these decisions and as long as you stay true to your heart and keep pursuing what you want to do, it'll all end up working out. You're supposed to learn what you need to learn, right?
0: I absolutely agree. And so that defines how I got to where I am today too. So suffice it to say the people who saw me, the authentic me, even through school in this very rigorous academic environment, I was, after classes, the one that was the historian of the different organizations, of the student organizations, and I'm meeting with the professors who are our advisors, and they're seeing that I have these different talents uh, to be able to write, so writing is a part of what they saw, and then also the creative side of what I brought to the table these same individuals were the ones that recommended that I do a fellowship after I graduate and not one where I would be in a hospital or a pharmacy, actually one in an academic setting where I was the liaison between experts and graphic designers, instructional designers and computer programmers to develop these really innovative learning programs so that students that are in the pharmacy curriculum after me could learn in innovative ways. So I took a real huge leap to do that. My parents were kind of thinking, we helped you go to pharmacy school. (laughs) What is this fellowship? Because it's actually a fellowship no one else had done before. I took a risk. But I said, you know, I think this is interesting. It combines all of my skills and teaches me more about technology and creativity. So I, I followed that. I did that. Once again, I, at the end of that position, I felt like, okay, where do I go next? And once again, it was a, this time I would maybe call them a sponsor who happened to be on the editorial advisory board of a book publishing nonprofit (laughs) where I ended up working for seven years, the American Pharmacists Association. And that's where I had for those seven years, every moment, my dream job. I was wow. working with people connecting on a daily basis. I could say I truly was a pharmacist. I used my doctor of pharmacy skills as I'm editorially reviewing content and making decisions on what new content to acquire. So I'm a part here, you know, I'm describing to you being groomed and growing up in a publishing structure in a profession, in a professional pharmacy association. Right, so I'm still in two different worlds, publishing and pharmacy, and then I'm creative because I'm not standing at a pharmacy counter. I'm deciding what book cover, and, yeah. and I'm learning about uh, you know art and finding illustrators and artists to, to do things that we haven't done before. And then that fellowship experience I described, we're not just doing print things, we're doing digital things. So innovative and innovating in that way, in that world. And so utilizing all my skills and you may think, how did I go from there or why, why did I change? And that's the, the story that I really love to share along this journey that I described, which is very much a career journey mm-hmm. on the personal side through the seven years that I'm working and growing. And at the end, I'm a senior director of a publishing division, a multimillion dollar publishing division on um, at home on the other side i have three daughters a 2-year-old a 4-year-old and a 6-year-old and the eldest is the one who inspired me i at that point i did honestly feel a little stuck i felt stuck working in textbook publishing thinking if i ever leave here i can't go back to the pharmacy i can't go to a counter right cuz i haven't really done that since you know Seven plus years. It's been a long time. And then I think if I go into textbook publishing, I don't really know that world exactly either. I knew it in a very niche way. So I felt stuck, right? I felt stuck. I have three young daughters and I'm burning the candle at both ends, thinking I'm going to try to do it all. I'm going to be the perfect mother. You won't believe it. I also had a side hustle, which was coaching other pharmacists who are burned out in those retail settings and community settings. Mm-hmm. And I'm working a full time job. So one day I was really tired and my daughter actually came up and, and noticed that, mom, you know, it's ironic, you make books for your work. And I know it's ironic, really, it truly is that she she said this at age five. So in my mind, I'm thinking, does she even know the definition of irony? <laughs> <laughs> but she did because she she knows that we all I also have a huge emphasis on each of my daughters to read children's books.
1: Right.
0: So she says, "Mom, you tell us to read, but you don't even have time to read us one more bedtime story after you read the mm-hmm. few that we do, you come back and you're at your computer." And it was that moment that was really a low for me. Yeah. That I realized I am missing motherhood as much as I'm there and I think I'm there. I have to make a change. Yeah. And so that's where this vision of making my own company, publishing company, came from.
1: That's amazing. You know, it's funny how kids do that. You know, they can just say the most innocent thing. They're just being authentic. Their little authentic self says what's coming from their heart and it lands you so squarely between the eyes yes. and right in your heart. It's amazing that's so good and that was the time when you decided you know what i'm going to do this myself i'm going to i'm going to change things around i'm going to i want to do something different
0: i knew i had to make a change and i'm going to surprise you with a story that actually was the step before i decided that i needed to do something on my own it was that very same daughter the next morning i spoke to her and i said you know what you said last night about me being so busy what do you want? Do you want me to quit my job? That's really what I thought she was going to say. And right. she said, "I need to think about it." Cuz I'll tell you, as a, I'm also married to a pharmacist. My husband, oh. my spouse is also a pharmacist. <laughs> and we teach both of our we teach all three of our children one thing that pharmacists identify problems, which she had done that night before, mm-hmm. but they also propose solutions. Right. So what's the solution? I said, I'm gonna empower you, what's your solution? And she had to go to school that day. So she came back later and this is what she told me. She said, mom, I know what I want and what I wanna do with you. And I said, what? She said, I wanna start a podcast. And I paused and (laughs) I said, just say yes. What is she gonna say? I said, okay, sure, but what kind of podcast? And she said, I want it like the podcast that we listen to. Because you have to remember, this is all during the pandemic. This is 2021. Right. I'm t- describing the story that I'm telling you all, and 2021 is at that point, right, over a year into the pandemic. When what happens in the home is what is normal for these children, because they had they had not gone to school, mm-hmm. and so what's normal in our household is their mom speaks on podcasts about to other coaching clients or mm-hmm. about this unique career path that I did discover at least that I found, but their dad listens to podcasts and the kids listen to storytelling podcasts made by other children. So to her, it was normal to propose oh. this, but what was unique about her why? And I said, what is it that you wanna read? What kind of, what, how would ours be different? She said, well, I want ours to be about stories like the stories that we have on our shelves, not the ones that I hear. And so I said, okay, let's let's do this. So she did start, there is an existing podcast called Salam Storytime. That is her podcast mm-hmm. and I support, I happen to have those skills back from my fellowship days of right. editing. <laughs> so I, I help edit in audio and things, but she's reading. So it's a now six year old and her other sisters, two and four are also reading on it. And that's really fun.
1: Very sweet.
0: But she inspired Global Bookshelves because it's a real need. When we started looking for stories to read, I recognize that there are more stories and and people are aware of this issue. There's a nonprofit called We Need Diverse Books. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm so happy to see that there are more and more publishers, but I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm talking about. I can do this. I think I'm, I'm the perfect person. And, and realizing that, and, and t- getting a coach, I got a business coach as I was transitioning out of that career that I had made for seven right. years, a beautiful, fun career. So I, as I was transitioning out of that, I got into medical writing, another skill that I had so that I was still able to fund this dream. Yeah. And you know, now I'm happy to say that I'm freelance, bringing in income, doing still staying in this pharmacy world, but also creating and making spaces and connecting with others that are already doing these things. And what I found is the internet is so amazing. Again, the pandemic has opened up so much. People are vocal on these platforms and I'm finding others who have these passions. And my favorite quote that I wanna share is, I love helping and connecting with others because when you light another person's candle, you recognize you lose nothing of your own. Right. You're just adding more light. Yeah, I love that. I have never heard
1: that saying before, but I love that. I think what you're doing is incredible. It really is. You know, I my my first book that I published was a children's book, and it was because I wrote this book back in 20, back in two thousand, and uh, same reasons, same reasons, very similar reasons. We need more diversity. We need more people that look like us. I wrote this book. And I wrote several books and I didn't, I didn't publish them all <clears throat> <We> and should. <laughs> and I, I and I didn't and I didn't pursue that road because I saw a different need as I grew up grew up old, grew older and decided that what, what I really want to do but yeah there is a need I did so much research about that um yeah. space and unfortunately that was two thousand there's still a big hole big space big need um not enough books, not enough things that show um diversity in this world. So hats off you. You're doing an amazing job. This is very, very good. What keeps you inspired? I know she inspired your daughter inspired this whole journey for you, but what's keeping you motivated?
0: There's always something to do. I you mentioned at the beginning of you know meeting people with very diverse interests and there's a term I've recently heard called being a multi-potentialite. Oh, <laughs> that and 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 you know whether that's really me or that's really a good thing or not, I, I I can't answer quite yet. But I would say what motivates me is knowing that there's no way to be bored. I'm there's endless possibilities. There are so many books to read, so many people to meet, and so many problems to solve. That I'm here for that, and I'm so excited every day to wake up and see what can I do? And then how can I relate it to my personal mission and what I've been created to do? And I have the strengths to do.
1: Yeah. So good. So good. What would you tell another woman who was out there? Cause a lot of times, you know, we, we all, we get, we don't know what we really end, want to end up in, right? We, we make our decision about our careers. We get into a career and maybe, you know we have children, or some other event happens that we decide that you know my new chapter is going to look like something else. What would you tell a woman who wants to make a decision and maybe a little bit afraid of making that decision? Like, what are my family going to say? What this person is going to think? You know, I went to school to be a doctor. I went to school to be a pharmacist. What am I going to do now? I'm writing books. I mean, tell them from your experience what they should do.
0: Number one, follow your heart. Yeah. And if you're still afraid, find someone who is doing what you are passionate about and talk to them, connect with them. The worst that can happen is you listen to them for a while and you think. This is absolutely not what I should do because something they said (laughs) or they inspire you even more. Okay. And remember, I'm going to give you the data side. first I said, follow your heart. That's the creative side. Now I'm saying data, collect the data. So number one, connect with that person. And then either you'll either hear something good, bad, or neutral, right? From there, collect some more data, find someone else, because these people may end up being your mentors and they're telling you their journey and their history. Then do your research before you tell family and friends, because family and friends are important. It is important to have buy-in, but asking for help and not being afraid to ask others, I've recognized the one resounding thing in my whole career and all the things I've ever done is that success does not happen in a vacuum.
1: No, it doesn't.
0: Right. You do need to find out what others have gone through because maybe they'll teach you and they'll have lessons that they have learned and and it will help you in your path and you're con- by connecting with others, you have this network that will be there and maybe you will then later be able to help others that are going to go down that path. And that's really, you know, being a trailblazer. Yes. Honestly, I will say that's been a struggle and a the, the majority of my career, it was a struggle because I felt like an imposter anywhere I went because I was the only one, yeah. the only this, the only South Asian, the only Bengali, the only Muslim, the only young person, because a lot of places I found myself being much yeah. younger than others. And so sometimes when you're in those places or to your question of you're about to take a leap and do something that Wasn't expected of you, that doctor that's going to suddenly write books, you are trailblazing if you're going to do that, right? But to to take that and make it a mindset shift that by being the only, it's actually a very unique asset and you are the one that's able to bring your experiences to the table where people have never thought that way and use that as your strengths rather than it making you feel like it's your weakness. Right. That is the secret. That's my secret at least, but I don't want to be a secret. I want to share it with everyone. I love it. <laughs> so you. good. It's so good. I mean, it's really inspiring
1: what you're doing, you know, um, following your path. I think your whole career, it sounds like you've been following your heart. That's what I heard very clearly from you. You just kept saying yes. Yes. And you kept following your heart. And sometimes that sounds like a cliche, but that literally is what you did. And what I I noticed a lot of people that are successful and that are trailblazers do is they just uh, say, hey, that looks like something. I, I, I think I'll go for that and check that out and take the risk. So
0: Janan,
1: oh my goodness, I have really enjoyed. Okay, so the first thing I want people to be able to connect with you, Okay. So I'm sure they can find you on LinkedIn and Facebook and all these different places, but tell us how we can find you.
0: Yeah, I'm the only Janan Sarwar that I know, as speaking of the only, so mm-hmm. try that on LinkedIn. On Instagram, I'm rxjanan, so R-X-J-A-N-A-N. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways to find me. I'd love to connect with anyone who's interested in any of the things I've done or if they're interested in writing or publishing or pharmacy, but there's so much to do. Thanks for asking and thanks for interviewing me.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for being here. I'm excited about all the things we're going to be doing. We are going to be starting, of course, you know this, we're going to be starting our book tour. We're starting it as of tonight is our kickoff. Um, so we're not coming to Kentucky yet, but we will be coming to Kentucky because there's actually several of the authors in my previous books are in Kentucky, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, in Louisville, there's several of them. And uh, so I, you know, definitely reach out to Janine, check her out in our upcoming book, Asian Women, Trailblazers Blazers, Who Boss Up. Check her out uh, on any of her social media, I'm so excited to be doing all these amazing things with you and i i look forward to seeing you next time
0: thank you so much take care